You're listening to Not So Life from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Chevy Chase. <laughs> and no <laughs> one liked me. I, I thought you were going to do something like some play on Fletch. So I could be like, are you an investigative reporter or just an art journalist? But no, you went Chevy <laughs> Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. It's, I appreciate it. It's what keeps you on your toes. <laughs> This week we're going to be discussing Fletch, but we are just going to be focusing on the movies and not like the books or I don't know if a comic book ever came out or whatever for it. I could see it working in comic book form. It'd be interesting. But yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. But just the movies, uh, which means there's three of them: uh, Fletch, Fletch Lives, and Confess Fletch. Two of the three are in a series. None of them are very well related to each other, and one of them is absolute shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I want to start with a question instead of just immediately diving in. Uh, when did you see the original Fletch, and what is your opinion on it? Like the '85 one? Yeah. Oh, um, because hmm. that came out around the I time probably... you were born. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was born in '84, late '84. So yeah. I guess I had to have been in middle school, I think, and I hated it when I first saw it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I rewatched it again when I was in college. And uh it was okay. It's okay. I, I think that's that's yeah. where I'm at. Um like I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw okay, I saw Fletch Lives with my sister in theaters, because I'm older than you are. Um yes. and Fletch Lives yeah. it took forever for Fletch Lives to come out after after Fletch was a success, like four years, I think, which is long for a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Which is bizarre, too. Yeah, right? So I saw it with her, and I mean, bear in mind, I was seven or eight, and I thought it was a wretched piece of shit. So <laughs> I didn't use those specific <laughs> terms when I was seven or eight, but I still thought it was a wretched piece of shit, you know? Doubt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I saw The NeverEnding Story 2, when I, I think I was like seven or eight for that one as well, and I walk out of here with my sister, and I'm like, you know, I'm young, but this is the first time I've ever hated a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're young. You don't hate anything. You think yeah. every movie's cool. Look, pictures on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like NeverEnding Story too, but I was also younger than you. you are, see? This is my... You've proven my point, okay? <laughs> but I rewatched it as an adult, and I was like, what is this movie? <laughs> it's it's the- terrible. And that isn't even getting into NeverEnding Story 3. At some point, we're going to have to do a NeverEnding podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. Just... 15 minutes of us crying in the corner about that horse. Oh, stupid horse. <laughs> but no, um, Fletch 2 is awful. I mean, we can discuss it in a bit, although I haven't watched it since then. Uh, but I got, got I remember watching, I'm sure I probably saw clips of it on HBO at the time, but I didn't really watch the original Fletch until I was in my 20s, you know, around college time when you, or maybe when I was working at the video store a little earlier, when you have free access to it and you're like, I could just sit down and watch this, you know? And yeah. I thought it was hilarious at the time, but when I went back and watched it recently for the website, I was not impressed. Yeah, and I don't know because, like, when I watched it in high school, uh-huh. like, I was going through that. I don't know if every teenager does this, but I definitely had, like, this weird Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, like, original SNL alum cast movie obsession. Chase, yeah. You know, like, like the National Lampoon stuff and, you know, Caddyshack, whatever. Yeah. And, but like, 
I started to realize that Chevy Chase was like my least favorite part of almost all of that stuff. Dang. And by the time I hit college, like Fletch was just, I was like, oh, Chevy Chase. Thank you. Yes. No, like I've gone through and I've watched some of the Bill Murray ones. I've watched some of the ones that Dan Aykroyd was a lead on, which I'm not a big fan of Dan Aykroyd either. But I will take him over Chevy Chase because at least you can see a spark of creativity. And what Dan Aykroyd... Like, you can kind of get what he was trying for, even in his worst bombs, you know? Yeah. But when you watch Chevy Chase, no matter what he's doing, he's just playing Chevy Chase. It's that that line from SNL, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. You just get this vibe that he was too good to put on an actual character, and it was just relying on his facial expressions, which can be funny, but is not enough on its own. And don't get me wrong, he's good at the physical comedy uh-huh. comedy bits, like running into stuff. Like, yeah, that's that's still classic. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. Just we just watch Community, right? And just all that stuff. Like, he's never the different. If I turn on Three Amigos right now, it's just Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase. Uh-huh. National Lampoon's uh, Vacation series, same thing. Like yeah. Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase. Yeah. Like when he was in, he's in Caddyshack, and you get the vibe that he was there just so that he could be Chevy Chase on a golf course. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I get to play golf. Yeah. <laughs> Only he just he came plays back for the sequel. Yeah, he just plays like sarcastic, smarmy, like dude, which should That's... be fine. But his version of that doesn't work in Fletch, in my opinion. Like, I liked John Hamm's version of it better in Confess Fletch. I did too. He was a little bit more, uh, uh, what's the word? Likeable. Aloof. <laughs> Likeable too, yeah. <laughs> definitely that. <laughs> definitely that. <laughs> well, and I also, I can appreciate that despite the fact that the reboot, quote unquote, um, do, like it doesn't really take place in the same time period, doesn't take place with the same version of the character just by grace of the fact that 30 years have gone past. Um, yeah. It doesn't necessarily not work as a sequel either, because they don't discount anything really that happened. They just, you know, pretend like it's its own self-contained thing. Yeah. So if you want it to be a sequel, it can be, because the movie doesn't dissuade you otherwise. No, no. It's all about your head cannon. Yeah. I chose not to think of it as that, though. I, I chose as well, because I actually liked it better. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some there's a parts, lot better. There's some parts of the original Fletch I liked. Um, like his facial expressions, some of his jokes, uh, Moon River, those are hilarious. Mm. There are some th- parts that I thought were really dumb. All of the disguises he put on, especially the really troublesome ones like brown face on the beach. Like, mm. I was actually about to mm. mention that one. Yeah, that one, that one especially stood out to me as like, wow, this is a scene you wouldn't ever see in a remake. No. <laughs> No. Uh, Didn't he do blackface too in one of the movies? He might have in the sequel. I can't remember. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember much of the sequel. I haven't gone back to watch it yet because I just remember it was awful and I had a better uh, movie to watch instead. Yeah, it was really bad. (laughs) I remember there's. I tried to watch it for this and I couldn't get through it. See, yeah, I remember there's an animated bird, um, and that he goes to the South, and I'm like, those two things in my head alone made me think, oh God, does he do Song of the South? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> See? Yeah, so I, I haven't gone back. I will watch it for the website at some point. 
but I haven't felt the absolute need to do it just yet. However, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, no, I mean, everyone knows it's bad, and well, that's not enough for me to not watch. In fact, usually that's incentive for me to watch something. It wasn't enough for me to watch it for this podcast. Like my opinion yeah. from when I was nine, I felt was good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember when I watched Fletch Lives, but yeah. I don't have good memories about it. Like, all I needed to know was for a movie to be bad enough to kill a franchise for 30 years, you know? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing when you're talking about Fletch, is just how long it took for them to get another sequel off the ground. People are reverent of Chevy Chase's performance at the time, which I don't think was necessary. Ryan Reynolds, for example refused to take on the role of Fletch because he felt that it was Chevy Chase's character. Like, that was then, but, I mean, with John Hamm taking it now and all the stuff that's come out about Chevy Chase and how much of a giant dick he is, I don't know that yeah. Canadians would have the same reverence for it at this point. I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of something nice to say about Chevy Chase, <laughs> but nothing's coming to mind. There, I, like, but, I've, I've read interviews with him, and it seems like he actually is very upset that, you know, people view him the way that they do. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, to, to put it in different terms, it's, it's, it's like when anti-vaxxers are upset that people don't like them for being anti-vaxxers. Like, yeah. you've made this, some, you go out of your way to talk about this, and then you're surprised when people are upset with you about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Chevy Chase, the words that come out of your mouth on a daily basis prove why people don't like you. It's nice that you are upset that people don't like you, but maybe it's not them that's the problem. <laughs> Have you ever looked inward? Yeah, exactly, right? A little introspection might be good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Fletch... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fletch lives as bad. Che Kevin Smith was supposed to do a Fletch 1, which, like, even if they did, they'd done it the way they had with a little Chevy Chase prequel, would have been better by grace the fact that it didn't have Chevy Chase... In it the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? Bill Lawrence and the dude from Scrubs were gonna do a version. It Zach Braff. Thank yeah. you, Zach Braff. I'm I, I'm sure he's a perfectly decent guy, but every time I hear his name, I feel the need to say it like that. Me too. I don't know why. <laughs> Zach Braff. Yeah. Like, okay. Off topic, but we always do this. Garden State wasn't a bad film the first time I watched it. No. I, I haven't gone no. back to watch it again. I don't know if it's too twee at this point, but I liked it when I first saw it. I I haven't seen it since it first came out, so I can't exactly. I, I it's I feel like it's gonna be like Empire Records, where I really liked Empire Records when I was younger, and I rewatched it, and then I didn't like Empire Records. Empire, okay, Empire Records and Dazed and Confused. Since we're talking about movies from our youth, because Fletch. Um, yeah. Like, a lot of people love Fletch because it came out when they were at that prime age. We're not that prime age. But, <laughs> no. No, we're, we're a little too young for that. But, like, Fletch for those people is like Empire Records and Dazed and Confused for me. It's yeah. just at that right age. And then it, I got to watch them when I was working at a video store and could identify with them because I was the age of the characters that were in there. And, I mean, in the case of Empire <laughs> Records, a record store and a video store aren't that different, you know? So, no, not at all. No, not at the time period. So, like, I identified with those characters. So, so even while I'll be like, yeah, you know, as an adult, there's some things that go on in this movie that I'm a little, like, I have some issues with. Uh, like, the kids getting away with all the pranks and dazed and confused. The, um, the way that the movie resolves in Empire Records. Like, as an adult, I have issues with that. 
But I still have rose-colored glasses for those movies that I can't shake. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, so I don't have that for Fletch. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's probably all. some people that have that for Garden State, though, to get us back on topic. But I don't know that I could have believed their version of Fletch. That se- that doesn't strike me. Like, have, what I've seen of Scrubs is too heightened to work as Fletch. Yeah, I Scrubs is too surreal, I think. Mm-hmm. And Bill Lawrence's writing, I think, would fit that, too. And I think that, I don't know, I think Zach Braff is too goofy. Yeah. Like, I like Zach Braff enough. I like Scrubs, but... Just, uh, he's goofy. Well, and I feel like what I've seen of Scrubs, um, even if they didn't try and do the same with Fletch, I don't think that they could have avoided doing the same with Fletch, you know? Like, there's a part yeah. of that, that they've done that show for so long, they would just naturally gravitate to that. And that heightened sense of reality, the asides, the dream sequences, everything else, that was probably mm-hmm. the worst part of Fletch. That one time where he falls asleep and imagines that he's playing basketball for the Lakers, that was dumb. It was, that was the blackface part I was thinking of. It was, he wasn't blackface. He had an afro, but he wasn't, he had he wasn't an a- blackface. Afro, yeah. 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 So it's it's close. It's close. But it was also dumb. It was the least funny part of that whole, at times, unfunny movie. Yeah. Yeah. Still better I than forgot about that. <laughs> well, that's not hard to do, though. <laughs> that's universally hated, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I, I think there were some other times that they tried to get Fletch going, but they couldn't. But yeah, 30 years between Fletch Lives and Confess Fletch, simply because of the fact that, you know, that sequel tainted the well so bad, and then people were like, can we just leave it at Fletch? Because we've seen what happens when we try and continue the franchise. Yeah. 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 Now, I'm not saying that Conf- Confess Fletch is a perfect film. It's I would give it a passable B-. minus. It's really funny in its first half, and then kind of gets less funny oh. in the back half. Like I gave it a C plus B minus too. Like I thought John Hamm was a good Fletch. Yes, but I kind of figured out who the quote unquote bad guys were once they showed up. Uh-huh. Like, like yeah. I didn't even feel like it was necessarily a movie where you had to figure. I knew that like he was trying to figure out the mystery, but the mystery was just kind of there, and I kind of shut my brain off of it so I could just watch him wandering around, goofing around with the cops. Which was the best part of the movie. Him just goofing with the cops was great. Everything about the art heist and the dead body and everything else, I was just like, this feels very... I didn't care. It was very weightless, you know? Yeah. Like, his his reaction to the body, and just like, like his like, huh. (laughs) Like, and not even being upset about it. That was hilarious. Like, and that was the character that he was playing, but the movie wasn't in line with that. The movie felt like the body needed to mean something, but it never really yeah. backed it up, you know? Yeah, and then not to, like, a spoiler alert, yeah. but when, like, the ex-boyfriend shows up, I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. it, it just seemed like the... And then I rewatched the trailer, and, like, almost all the good gags for are from the first half, like you said. Yeah. And in the trailer, everything is... That was like, I want to see this movie. Yeah, from the from the first half, like, but it fell off on the second half mm-hmm. so hard. I, I I could see it being a good restart to the franchise. Not that the movie did well enough to warrant a sequel. I could see it being a good restart to the franchise where they use this as the intro to get him to Boston and have him working with the. I'm sorry. I he will forever be Roger Sterling from Mad Men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the two of them, and then their constant banter as he's doing like 
investigating around town. That could have been interesting. I would have been on board with that. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, but it also wasn't a good enough movie that, uh, like, I'm like I'm sitting there going, man. I really want a sequel to happen. Sequel never happens. The this franchise sits for 10 years and we get a different Fletch again. I'm not exactly going to be heartbroken over that. No, no, me neither. Because not to sound ageist, but I think John Hamm might be a touch too old too. It was a little weird. Him court, like he's in his fifties. I think Yeah. he looks like he's in his fifties. He's don't get me wrong for a silver Fox. He's looking good. Um, yeah. But he looks like he's in his fifties. Uh, he's not in his Mad Men Prime anymore. Um, <laughs> no one's going to be sitting there going, "Man, I need a bit of that Whitman sampler." Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it did feel weird that he, his love interest in the film was clearly in her twenties. That was yeah, late twenties, early thirties for sure. That was an age difference I struggled to get over with them. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was weird. It was it was weird. It was I agree. Like I liked in the first movie, the original Fletch, how the woman that eventually became the love interest was around the same age as Chevy Chase at the time as well. They were both clearly in their thirties. It worked. Like the chemistry was there. And I think that's yeah. what was missing is they rushed the love story part for this new movie so much that there mm-hmm. is no real love interest vibe, you know? No, it was just all lust. Yeah. Which Hey, you know what? You want to you want to get a bit of that that Whitman sampler? You go for it. He's there. He was available. Why not? Yeah, yeah. But there was a lot. But, I think I think it's just that there was a lot that didn't work, and what did work was just enough to get me through the film. Exactly. Like yeah. there were, and I don't know. Like the boat scene at the end when he was like getting onto the boat uh-huh. seemed to take forever. Yes. I don't know what it was, but I was like, okay, Pacing. like. Oh, the pacing was so bad. Yeah, p- pacing on a lot of the movie was not great. There's a lot of times of him just sitting in the car, just waiting for stuff to happen, and I kind of felt like that was how I was on the couch the whole movie. Sitting there yeah, waiting right. for things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it was, it was so watchable. Watchable. Like, yeah. Like, the first part was funny enough, yeah. but it just... Every like fifteen minutes, it just knocked down its uh, watch rewatchability for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's, I think John Hamm could work in the role if they just like cast up the love interest for him, or didn't even bother with the love interest. Honestly, Hamm as a reporter yeah. works fine. I I buy that. Yeah. Him, him twice divorced, working uh working as a retired reporter, perfectly in line with his age. Totally fine for me. Don't have a problem with that. But if they really want him to court college students or, like, people that are just starting off in the, at the next phase of their careers and all that, they need a they need a Fletch in this 30s, if not a young and a hungry reporter, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone that can be with the role for the next two decades so that the, the this franchise can grow with them. Because there's, like, I looked it up. There's, like, 15 or something books in the series that I will read at some 15? point for you, I'm sure. Um, but no. to do that, you figure... What, a movie takes two years to produce? Yeah, give and, or take. And if you can get an actor to sign on and be like, sure, I'll do movies every two to three years, which no actor is willing to do a movie more than like five or six in a franchise before they're like, I'm tired, please let me go. Um, <laughs> stop. Yeah, stop, please. I'm not James Bond in real life, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even if you can get someone that would sign on for 
let's say, 15 movies. That's at least 30 years. If they start off at John Hamm's age now, they'll be doing that until their 80s. You can't even be sure they're going to be alive for the last couple. Yeah, you're gonna. They're gonna definitely have to look at people. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm honestly. I'm trying to think about actors that play smarmy well enough. But you know, at the time, uh, if they'd done this movie about ten years ago, Chris Evans. Yeah, I can see that. Not another teen movie. He has that smarm down perfectly. Um, what when he was playing the Human Torch as well, he'd have to actually rein it back a little from those characters. But he can because he plays Captain America, who's completely yeah. different. But like somewhere in between Captain America and Human Torch is Fletch. That's weird. To yeah, say. that's that's really it, weird to say. <laughs> I was I was thinking uh, Bill Hader. Oh, okay, I can see that. But that would have yeah. to be like 10 years ago, Bill Hader. Yeah, it'd yeah. have to be 10 years ago, Bill Hader. Cause, but we got Barry out of it. We so did. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's way better. Way better. We got Knives Out from Chris Evans. I'm going to accept that, too. Yeah. He's in the genre, at least. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't think of anyone younger, though, that's like... No. Yeah. It's, it's hard, because you don't really get a good perspective on how they're going to be as an actor until they've been working for like 10 years. And at that point, they're almost too old to start taking on the role of a young and hungry Fletch. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. every movie talks about the fact that he's divorced, that he's paying alimony to at least one woman, if not two. Like, I would kind of like to see him, like, find this woman that was he was willing to fall in love with, and then at some point, she realized, oh my god, I married Fletch, and divorced him. Like, I want that relationship on screen. I'd be cool with that. Mm -hmm. Like a full on uh, start from the career. Like, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. You like, you, you can take the, the books in order, uh, update their, their subject matter, of course, obviously, because there's like that one thing I will credit um, current Fletch for the confessed Fletch. Instead of like having him reading books or reading the paper in a car while he's doing stuff, he's listening to podcasts. That's a, that's a minimal update uh, that works. Yeah. I like that. That was, mm -hmm. That was easy. And I thought they were they put a, a technology in pretty well too. Yeah, like a uh, uh, alarm on the houseboat, a um uh one of the characters listening to EDM, using modern yeah. drugs instead of past drugs for some references. It worked. Yeah. It frankly it, I don't think it would take much to update most of the books uh to be to work in the modern era and then you just like cast mm -hmm. the character young and like one of his love interests at some point becomes a wife and between films they divorce. I mean it doesn't take much to yeah, do that. Easy. Just, yeah. You just get some development and you feel like you're actually seeing the character grow over time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still stuck on trying to figure out who would be new Fletch. I'm going to ask a question. Uh, mm -hmm. If the performance is there, the the sardonic wit, the the good reactions, the the just the the the, the way that they carry themselves, does it even have to be a dude? I don't think so. Okay. That you'd have to change the name from Irwin to something else, but I'm sure, there's probably Erlene, Erlene, Erwina. Oh, that's it's... even worse. That's easy. <laughs> Erwina Fletcher, please just call me Fletch. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, there's a there's enough um, young female comedians out there like that. 
name I'm bad with names when it comes to comedians, but there's enough young female comedians out there. I think even more so than fem- uh, like male actor ki- comedians looking to get their break that I would love to see yeah. a female Fletch. Honestly, just take it in a slightly different direction and let because like a lot of the female comedians I tend to gravitate towards have that same kind of dry wit with just like a zinger that really like pulls you out. That feels like Fletch right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else? Is there some costume that you would put on if you were Fletch? Some no. <laughs> I'm glad that he didn't really do he any costumes, costumes in this though. No, he did. He did fake names, and they even hung a hat on the fact that he couldn't even remember what fake names he was giving out. That was hilarious. Yeah. 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 What did I say? Just have fun. <laughs> 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 so no. Like I would watch another film or two with John Hamm's Fletch, but I think long term they need they need a fresh face and a young actor to really do the franchise if they're going to do a franchise and yeah. a better director and a better script. Yeah. So <laughs> let's. So what, what I'm hearing though right now is you just want Aubrey Plaza to be Fletch in the future again. Ten years ago, like I love. I think oh, Aubrey she's Plaza old now is too, great. isn't she? Yeah, she's like 35, ed- edging towards 40. I think this one. She's not that far from our age, honestly. Um. Yeah. But like I honestly like I think she'd be great in the role. I just don't think you'd get more than three or four movies out of her before she'd be like, I'm done. Well, actually I'm not sure you could get more than one out of her before she'd think she she was done because <laughs> it's Aubrey Plaza. Uh but yeah. I don't think you'd get more than three or four out of her before just naturally she would age out of being the young and hungry reporter. Like I I watched um Emily the Criminal and that mm-hmm. movie worked because it actually played to her age and the fact that you could feel the fact that she's been out of college for 10 years, stuck paying these student loans and can't really scrape by having to work jobs that she would, was already almost uh, overqualified for when she was in college. So like that, yeah. that, that age worked well to the character that I don't think like would work towards a young Fletch. So yeah, I don't, no. I don't disagree. So like the second that you're old enough to, and you've done enough in your career to warrant a Netflix special, I feel like you might already be too old for the origin story version of the character. Three or four novels in, perfect age, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe we're being too picky. We're, well, it, it is us. <laughs> that's, that's why we can never get a job by, in Hollywood, because we're too picky. <laughs> well, that made me sad. But you're not a sad of Chevy Chase? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ugh, Chevy Chase. <laughs> Fuck Chevy Chase. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, as I said, I feel bad for him and the fact that he feels bad. But then you go back and watch everything he's done and hear all the stories about him, and you don't feel that bad. Hey, Bill Murray punched him in the face. I think uh, I think I read forty-five years ago t- today or and, yesterday. And you know what? The stories that come out about Bill Murray, he's a shithead too. But I still oh, like yeah, him yeah. over Chevy Chase. Yeah, he's a he's a respectable shithead. Like I saw the interview that uh, from the Arsenio Hall show where it was him and Gina Davis, and he was just pawing all over her while she was clearly uncomfortable. You're sitting there going, "He's kind of a creep." Yeah, he is. Yeah, kind of hard to like him now. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll do a Bill Murray sucks podcast a different day. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah, sure. This has been Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein, working as a reporter for the Irvington Herald Gazette. I'm an art thief. (laughs) We will see you next time.